This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. When it comes to your mother, you want her sleeping in a comfortable bed. When she's with me, she won't have to worry about that because I sleep on a Novilla mattress. Let me tell you, when your mom is at my place, she is sleeping on a very comfortable mattress and she is going to get you one as well. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night, made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam that fits all bed frames and is reasonably priced. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. It comes in a box delivered right to your door, and you get 100 nights to try it out. Skip that trip to the big box mattress store and get a mattress from Novilla. Throw out that cheap Walmart mattress you got in college and get yourself a mattress made by Novilla. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Try out the mattress that your mom tried out last night. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Hello and welcome back, my fellow Schwoke Lords. What is up? Welcome to yet another episode of Cancel Sweezy. Cancel Sweezy, better known as the Lord's trademark favorite podcast. What's going on? What's up, everybody? How how's how's it going? What's going on with me? Well, some of you are gonna be happy to know. Uh, I'm going back to therapy. Uh, some of you so there's, I know, there's a lot of, uh, I know your reactions from me saying this. Uh, I know uh, the first one, the first reaction you had was, uh, why do you need therapy? You're fine. Uh, you have a podcast that, that highly makes up for uh, therapy. And I have to tell you that even though you are right, you know, obviously podcast is therapy. Uh, and it's contradictory, contradictory for me to have both a podcast and to be going to a therapist. It's two two things right there. But I have to tell you, uh, I've, 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 yeah, I've def- I definitely need to uh, start going to therapy. What was, the, uh, uh, what was the other thing I said? Oh, yeah, it was, uh, again, you're like, you've been to therapy before? I'm like, yeah, when I was like, younger, uh, when I first started getting depressed, I was super Christian, probably a teenager or whatever, and... Uh, I, they, I, instead of going to a real therapist, I went to a Christian therapist. And I think that probably messed things up a lot more than it should have, to be honest with you. Uh, so that's why I'm back. And so that's why I've been hesitant for a while. Uh, recently, uh, the last year or so, I've had health insurance. And the nice thing about health insurance is sometimes you can get to a therapist. Not easily, but uh, I found one I can... I found a couple at least I can talk to you or whatever. So that's good. Uh, why am I going to therapy? Well, without getting into all of my personal details in life, uh, you know, um, I've been off very awfully. I've been needing to go to a therapist for a long time. Like I said, the avoidance of it has been a big thing. And I've probably needed to go for, probably should have, when I started, I shouldn't have stopped, but with a good therapist, you know. Um, but no, I've been, I've been off lately, been motivated. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to work on an album. And so, uh, my plan was for around this time was to have at least one or two songs out, but I'm not even close. I've just been unmotivated. I haven't, you know, I just haven't been that happy. I'm depressed, anxious, 
shit like that. I've been basically all day is like, uh, do you have anything you need to work on the podcast? No. All right, smoke weed and drink all day. Or like, uh, make today about that or whatever. So I was like, you know, I've been that uh, really unmotivated, just, you know, just I'm not trying to hurt myself. That's also. And uh, uh, they lumped weed in with like really hard drugs. And I'm like, I am just smoking weed. I am not on Vicodin. I'm not on heroin. Okay, I'm good there. It's weed and alcohol, folks. It's all we're doing. Uh, and where I'm at, it's legal. So I'm only doing legal stuff, okay? I guess technically Vicodin's legal, but it's like... Uh, it, wait, what is that? Like, Vicodin, it's technically legal, but to get it, you have to get a prescription. So you can illegally get it, but I think using it is not illegal for the most part, unless... It might be like a weed, because, like, for some reason, so, like, in, you know, in Missouri right now, if you have, you can have three ounces of weed on you, it's just like a person, and you're able to grow a certain amount of plants, too. Like, you know, uh, just the rules. So, uh, but, like, it's weird how, like, oh, I could have, like, 30 pounds of weed, which is, I don't know if that's a lot, it's uh, more than enough, you know, weed, the leaves, you know, uh, the flowers, as the professionals call them, like, they're not that heavy, you know, um, so, yeah, and so, yeah, that's, that's big, we- so, like, if you have that, oh, yeah, so, if you have, like, 30 pounds of weed with you, uh, you'll get arrested, because that's, you can't have that much weed on you, and, like, three ounces, I think, and you're not even allowed to buy more than three ounces at a time, which, like, kind of sucks, right, I think they're, deterring out-of-staters from, like, stocking up, you know? <coughs> um, but, yeah. Uh, but, like, with alcohol, though, the thing is you could just have, like, like, enough, like, a truckload of it for a bar, you know? Like, you know, you have to buy kegs and shit. Uh, if you're a real bar, if, you, if you're a bar in the middle of nowhere, you serve out of a can. Uh, but, uh... Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, you can you can have as much alcohol as you want, but you can only have a certain amount of weed. So that's just a weird law. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, let's see how if anything funny comes up in therapy. It has to be funny, folks. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be fucking like cool thing happened in therapy today. Uh, I got over uh, this specific trauma. Uh, no, I'm just so uh, yeah. Keep me keep me in your keep me in your astrology. I don't know what y'all believe. Uh, we just had April Fools, which was cool. I didn't see that many good April Fool's jokes this year. Like, I'm just saying, there's not, there haven't been, there weren't a lot of good April Fool's jokes. Uh, most of them were, like, announcements from, like, TV programs or, like, you know, media, franchises, stuff like that. Like, a new thing that's something ca- kind of ridiculous. Like, st- uh, somewhere over at Star Wars or maybe a Star Wars adjacent, like, page. I saw a post, like, Darth Jar Jar the series coming to Disney+. Plus, and we're like... He's coming back, and, like, because Ahmad Best just came back for a Jedi role in The Mandalorian, so I was like, you know, it's just like you grins at it or grimace at it or whatever, and then you're like, then they're like, oh, it's a joke, and then I'm like, oh, it's April 1st. Uh, so that was, like, uh, Pokemon and uh, Avatar The Last Airbender series, like, those are going to do a collab. I'm like, okay, that's not funny. But Usher had the best one. I guess he was putting on a show, you know. He's, he's a singer, dancer, he's put on a show, and he's like, 
Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to announce my next guest coming out to sing with me. Uh, give it up for Beyonce. And he stood there just for like a solid minute. And then he like he's like looking backstage like, what? What's going on? What? And he's like, you know, playing it up for the stage or whatever. Like, they're like, something's going on. Beyonce was supposed to come out. And she did not come out. And he's just like, April Fool's. I'm like, that's, that's really good. And I think, yeah, Beyonce, like you, th- they might have collabed before. I can't think of it at the top of my head. But like, you have to imagine like Usher and... Uh, Beyonce, you know, like that'd be a real, you know, that, that worked. That was a good joke. Uh, (laughs) you got that treatment. So, uh, nothing really got me this April Fool's. I was just like looking at things. I'm like, that's weird. And then seeing the date and I was like, yeah, but, uh, the Usher getting Beyonce one. That was great. Uh, but you're listening to Cancel Schweezy folks. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the show today. Uh, Cancel Schweezy, uh, the only, the only podcast that is making an anti-Easter, uh, which we are calling Wester, because it's East, West, Easter, Wester, you know. Uh, <laughs> so that's cool. I've been watching, my mom's been watching Friends, and, you know, people joke around about Friends, like with the laugh track or whatever, and, uh, you know, I think some of the jokes they do land on Friends. It's just they overuse the laugh track or the studio audience, like, to get them to laugh. I don't know which one. I don't know these days. You know, these days anything can happen. Maybe they fluffed it in if they needed to. You know how how life goes. But thank you for tuning into this podcast. Uh, check out my music. It's under Schweezy. That's wherever you stream music, dude. It's, it's on there. And if it's not, you can DM me on one of my socials. That's uh, at the Schweezy. It's like cancel Schweezy, but instead of cancel, it's the, and it's all one word. So that's cool. Uh, I like that. Uh, stuff like that. So make sure you're giving me a follow over there, especially TikTok too. It's all the Schweezy. Go check that out. Even Twitch, twitch.tv slash the Schweezy. Um, I think upcoming Thursday, I, I may be starting, I'm either going to start a Fire Red Nuzlocke or play Pokemon Coliseum. Uh, I haven't decided uh, between the two yet, but uh, I'm figure I'm going to figure that out. Uh, so definitely go check that out. Uh, if you have an Amazon Prime account connected to your Twitch account, you can subscribe to someone, which isn't free like a follow, but you can subscribe to someone. And it's financially supporting them. It's typically around $5, but if you have an Amazon Prime, you get one credit. And uh, why make Daddy Jeff Bezos get it? More money than Daddy Sweezy. <laughs> So, yeah, that's cool stuff. We have a Patreon page, too, if you want to financially support what we're doing over here and uh, how we're feeling and uh, how we seem to be tonight. So, uh, that's exciting. That's exciting shit right there. Uh, And make sure if you're on the audio platforms, make sure you check out our YouTube page. Go go head over to our YouTube page. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure that you're sharing episodes uh, with your friends. Like, you know, it's a stretch. But then there's also... uh, sharing our highlights. We do make highlights from all the best parts of the show and you can just share them with all your friends and stuff like that. So it's easier than telling them to go to a time mark. It's easier than that, especially on audio. You just can, you can just look at my face. That's really cool. My, my cool, cool face. So definitely go check that out. Leave a review on the audio platforms. Give us a five, four, three, two or one star rating. And, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, without that being cool stuff, slick stuff, neat stuff. All right, so with that being said, let's get into previous week right now. What is previous week right now? You may be asking, well, previous week right now is all the news from last week that society did not glamorize as much as I will be doing 
in the next 20 to 30 minutes, okay? In the next 20 to 30 minutes, I'm going to tell you the news that actually actually mattered last week. Did Trump get indicted? Yes, he did. Am I going to be talking about it? No, because you already knew that. But there's, you know, sometimes when a big news event happens, you know, sneaky, sneaky shit happens underneath uh, when no one's going to notice and report on it. So that's why I'm here. Uh, some of you are like, I just just switched off, switched off from uh, Infowars, and now I'm on to cancel Sweezy. <laughs> oh, brother, this guy stinks! All right, so uh, that's where Lattrack would be. <laughs> so that's where that would be. Uh, so anyways, let's get into previous week right now, or... Let's just jump into it. And uh, in previous week right now, we have segments within previous week right now. Uh, it's uh, Cancel Shweezyception over here. Uh, we're going to our segment we like to call... Cool stuff. Slick stuff. Neat stuff. Uh, this one's from Whiskey Riff. Y'all know their credibility. Um, that's not anything. They just, they just, they're just like a country blog or whatever. Uh, Garth Brooks says he'd be thankful if for AI if it could write a song that kills me and makes me cry. We're approaching a world where the future could consist of art being generated through AI programs, whether it's songwriting, book writing, or any kind of content creation in general, but it's a bit terrifying yet also intriguing at the same time. That being said, one country music legend is voicing his opinion on the new wave of AI programs, and it's none other than country music legend and serial killer serial killer. Garth Brooks. According to the Tennessean, Brooks made the comments at the Country Radio Broadcaster's 54th Annual Country Radio Seminar Conference last Monday. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, While talking to CRB Executive Director R.J. Curtis, he confessed that the human element of the music industry is now having to contend with artificial intelligence, and the radio station programmers are now having to contend with algorithms to bring new music to the masses. Brooks recalled going to CRS conferences in 1989 and 1990 and said you had to stare someone in the eye and rely on your gut, and it, I, they didn't have quotation marks. Uh, we're going to zero guys and said you had to stare someone in the eye and rely on your gut and intuition to know who the next country music star was going to be. However, he also noted that he's open to giving AI a shot, but... I AI program writes a song that kills me and makes me cry. Isn't that what songwriting is all about? If AI gets to that level, I have to be thankful I get to be a fan that one of those three songs touches. Don't underestimate how powerful you are just as a human being against ratings, stealing numbers and all that stuff. Don't forget your gut. Don't forget that you, what moves you. That's a gift God gave you. I didn't, uh, sorry, I messed that up, folks. Uh, we now, we know how easy it is to make Garth cry, of course. Um, and then he proceeded to make some ominous comments about how the internet could be stirring up a civil war. I see the internet aging, entering the disinformation age. The internet is dangerous. A civil war is waiting if we don't watch out. They did horrible with the quotation marks. I don't know if a civil war is on the horizon. He's definitely not lying about the cesspool that social media has become. We're all on it all day around here. Oh, that's because every comment he has is, um, where, where are the bodies, Garth, and shit like that. And I've been seeing less of those on, on there. I've been seeing a lot less. Something's happening, folks. Uh, he concluded, 
Heart differentiates the man from a machine. Radio's time isn't coming to an end. Even the old G got a little weird at, at the end. I've come to expect this by now, of, of course. Uh, I think he's feeling exactly how we're all feeling about the future of computer-generated songwriting. Uneasy. Nevertheless, it'll be interesting to see what big-time Nashville labels and artists decide to do with it and how the legal issue and intellectual property rights surrounding it, who gets the credit, are worked out. I've got to admit, though, I'd love to see a never-ending supply of hilarious deepfake videos reminiscing of Garth's first-ever Facebook post video. They're a fan. Okay, they're cool. Okay. Sorry, sorry I criticize your use of quotation marks. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. That's where I, if you want to know Garth's ever first Facebook video. And I really like that. I like that. That's where those hits come from. You're, you're a fan of Garth Brooks. That's where you're on the show. Just think about the endless hours of enjoyment it would bring to interwebs. I, I like that. <laughs> Dude, this dude's a fan. I like that. <laughs> cool. Okay, Whiskey Riff. If I've ever said shit about you, which I... Well, I'm just saying you're not CNN, but you're pretty good. Um, you're cool now. Like, he's just fucking... You're cool. Whiskey Riff, you're fucking cool. Um, yeah, first of all, um, should I talk about Garth, or should I talk about my actual thoughts on AI? I'm gonna go with my actual thoughts on music and AI. Um, I think, yeah, music will be made, but with AI, you know, and I think, yeah, music's gonna be made, and I think it's gonna be, in the, I think in the next, I mean, in the next 10 years, it's gonna be competent. Whether or not I think it's gonna be a trend in, like, outtake humans, um, my gut tells me no. I just think there's even, you know, uh, AI's gonna get close with that and just kinda have good reference points to what is and isn't, but... But yeah, I don't know. Like, I'll go through... Because I write a lot of songs from experience, and I like to insert specific experience into said song. And I guess you could program an AI to put that into a song, too. But the AI's... To a, to a fault, it's probably not... Will AI's be able to understand feelings soon of humans? Uh, I think AI's do have humans, and will tell you what they like and don't like and what would be bad for them. Uh, your mom's house had like a guy who worked on like the Google AI, which is supposed, to, which is like a fully sentient AI where, but it's not anywhere near. And he's like, no, why would I try to take over the world? You, I need you. You need me. Uh, yeah. It's, so it's it's kind of freaky, but uh, so yeah, AI is getting better. But uh, as long as we've learned from almost every movie, uh, don't uh, don't let them take control of people. I do, I do, and until robots can repair themselves, uh, yeah. I don't know, that's some weird, that's some weird fucking thought, like with AI. Like, I think, I'm gonna say, not in my lifetime, or I'm just gonna be like so fucking old by this point, which, we all know that's probably not gonna happen. Uh, like that, that would get to a point where they'd wanna take control, I'll be like, I feel like I'd be 80 at that point. Uh, so, what, what would it, 70 years, no. Not 70 years. I'm going to be 30 in 50 years. So in 50 years, it could. I think it could get there. Actually, you know, things are kind of speeding up kind of fast. Never mind. I'm not going to make that. I don't know. I feel I'll be close to being dead by then anyway. So, like, I've, you know, you, you only get so much time on Earth, and you got to make the most of it. Um, so, yeah. But, like, no, are AIs going to be able to make a song soon? Yeah. Like, I think they're going to make a perfectly competent song. I think it's going to be weird, um, 
Because people are kind of doing it right now, like making Kanye, but it's not like that. <laughs> it's not bad, you know. They got, people are doing Kanye AIs of country songs, you know. Uh, so anyways, though, yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess those were kind of my thoughts on the AI situation. I'm not worried about it. It's like, it'll, it's going to happen. They're going to do a good job, but I'm not worried. I don't know. I'm just not worried about it. You know, I think a lot of AI stuff is going to go into like, well, there could be, it's not going to necessarily for mute, like, you know, music that, you know, bands and shit like that. It's always going to happen. But, uh, I guess I would say for like TV movies and stuff like that. Oh yeah. You know, like, oh, you're mean to tell me I, I either can pay everyone in this entire orchestra and studio time and producers and people to record all on top of that. Or I could get an AI to make that for me. Like it would pay so much more money just to get the AI for you, do it for you. And especially like chat GPT, you know, people are like paying like, you know, they'll pay like 10 bucks a month to use it because it's like makes them, it's like, that's easier than like, you know, hiring other people to do other shit as well. I can't, not, not thinking straight. Anyways, though, what, what do I think about Garth Brooks? Uh, if, if AI started writing songs that, that would kill, if an AI could kill Garth, that means we have a perfect justice system. That's probably what it means. If, if, AI, if AI can create a song that kills Garth, they'll be taking, it's like, you know, I know, I know people, some people are against the death penalty, but like, you let Ted Bundy live right up until the point he's about to like, attack and kill a woman. Okay, up to that point. And you hold a gun to him, and you're like, Ted, if you decide you want to move forward, you're going to die, you know, and like he's, but like Ted Bundy's like, it's his destiny to murder and rape women. <laughs> so that's horrible. He's like, so you shoot him then or whatever. So it's like, you're not killing baby Ted Bundy. You're killing Ted Bundy who had the choice and didn't take it. You know, that's that. Okay. That's, we're going to, we're going to move on. It's just sparkling water. Don't worry, folks. Oh, this is from the Daily Star. I don't know. I don't, I don't vet these sources anymore, folks. I know it's like, if it's the onion, it's not real. And I'm like, I don't try not to do Fox News or like shit like that. World's sexiest chess player confesses to revenge paying on ex-boyfriend's car. A Twitch streamer hailed as the world's sexiest chess player has spoken out about how she got urine-soaked revenge on an ex-boyfriend and his car. Andrea Botez made a name for herself on the chessboard, but her relationship details have caught the attention of her fans after a recent podcast. She appeared with her sister, Alexandra Botez, who also streams on Twitch on the That's What She Said podcast. They got that name. Uh, the topic turned to revenge, and Andrea confessed that she decided to pee on her ex's car after the breakup. Whether she would have revealed it herself is another matter of itself. Uh, speaking on the podcast, Andrea say it was really toxic relationship. It was on and off all the time. I would do it again. It was really satisfying. I got it all out. 
literally. Her sister Alexandra added, this is why I don't upset Andrea. I don't want to pee her to pee on my stuff. Andrea is now waiting to step in the ring like many influencers now look to do. She would take on YouTube star and challenge accepted creator Michelle Chair as Cl Creator Clash 2's fourth female matchup. Andrea is no longer a stranger to the ring as this will be her second boxing match out of the debut fight last year. She took part in Ludwig's Mogul Chess Boxing Championship but ended up losing in Dina Belenke's speaking on the fight, Andrea said, my first introduction to boxing happened there through a mere accident when I signed up for a chess boxing championship. Even though I only had six weeks to train for that fight, during that time I felt a type of discipline and focus and I hadn't experienced since I quit competitive chess. Uh, the event creator clash 2 will happen on April 15th. So um, I just want to say here, uh, weird transition from chess player to she just boxes people now. Isn't it weird how boxing used to be like has it always been like boxers and then like now just like guys who have a who used to be on Vine like box now? That's a thing. Uh, first and also world sexiest chess player Anya Taylor Joy, Queen's Gambit. I I don't know what this chick looks like, but I don't know Anya Taylor Joy. I don't know she's Anya Taylor Joy's got something to her, you know. I think you know, you know, you know what I'm saying. World sexiest chess player. I think I looked at her. Uh, we have. Uh, yeah, how do we do here? World's sexiest man? No. Chess player. There we go. World's hottest chess player. Uh, I think, I think we all, what's her name? I should have just, I should have just fucking looked up her name, dude. <laughs> uh, Andrea Boez. Andrea Boas. There we go. Uh, images. Oh, Botez. I messed up. Yep, seeing her. You know, she's hot too. Okay, I'll give her that. And I'm not going to show her. I don't really give a shit. Half of you are listening anyways. She's hot. I don't know. I think Andre, I think Anya Taylor-Joy though. It is not because she's playing Princess Peach, okay? That's not my... Not my cartoon crush, okay? What's my cartoon? Kim Possible, that's it. But I was like a kid back then, okay? Adult Kim Possible. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, you gotta say, though. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna go with Anya Taylor-Joy. I think... Like, that girl's like... She's like a... I don't know. Like, Anya Taylor-Joy... I don't know. She Anya Taylor-Joy's vibe, I think. I'd like that more. Maybe it's just, like, who I'd like to hang out with more. Maybe that's the, the idea. But let's get into a real year. Peeing, peeing on your ex's car. You know what? It's not the worst thing that's ever happened. You know, uh, I had friends who like smeared whipped cream over like a girl's car. Uh, it was like, basically in college, like his ex was my neighbor in like my college apartment or whatever. And they were like, did, my friends were like, did you hear anything last night? I was like, no. And I'm like, what's going on? I was like, oh, we, we whipped cream this my ex's car, you know, or whatever. It's like, I don't know. So I, I feel like piss is a little easier than that, though, you know? Like, that's like... We're talking about piss, normal piss. Even, no matter what, unless it's burning through things and shit like that. Uh, and it's, oh, if it's on the outside, yeah. Uh, 100%. That's like, 
Like what? A, like an automatic car wash? You can find five, six dollars. I'm like, that's you know, if I hurt a woman, six dollars is I, I I'm okay with parting with six dollars. I think six dollars, I'll be I'll be fine with. Uh, and uh, but oh, but if it's inside, that's a whole inside's whole different. Like that's in the, like, the the seats seat carpeting, you know, and uh, that's rough, buddy. Uh decided to pee on on her excess car. So I think like peeing on, unless it's like a convertible or something like shit, like peeing on, that does mean I'm right there. I'm thinking that that was on the outside of the car. Like she just like got on top of the hood or whatever and just like did a woman piss, you know. She had to squat down or whatever. You know, I feel like, I don't know. I'm not going to talk. I was like, you know what the thing about women's peeing is? I'm like, you don't know anything about women's peeing, Shweezy. Uh, what do you know about women peeing? They pee. <laughs> like, that's all you know. Like, they pee. Like, yeah, you know, some guys who like to be peed on. Uh, but that's for another day. What? Uh, but anyways, though, yeah. So, I, I gotta say, if it, if it was inside the car, not, pr- that's like harsh revenge. Like, harsh revenge. Out, so, inside the car, that's harsh. Outside the car, though, it's like you're gonna part. Like you get the basic car wash for six dollars, you know. Uh, if you go to an expensive one, we need it all. We need all like have grouped together. It's like what are the cheapest car washes that would get the ones who cost too much out of business? That's what you need to do. Uh, the, there's a there's one near me that uh, they they open like a uh, you can buy like a monthly subscription to it. I'm like. I don't know. Like, I can't see myself washing a car more than once a month. It's like, uh, like when we see someone who lives on a gravel road, and we're like, I need to clean the car, you know, shit like that. Uh, but anyways, though, that chick sounds really cool to have sex with because you know, you know, she's not just gonna lay there, folks. You know, she's not laying there. So that's the cool thing about her. And uh, now we can move on. Um. Oh, this is from XBiz. The Bible challenged in Utah for explicit sexual content. That's rough, buddy. A Utah parent is challenging the arbitrary expansive nature of the state's legal redefinition of pornography by flagging the Bible in an official complaint for its numerous instances of sexual content, calling it one of the most sex-ridden books around. The parents asked their Davis County school districts to review the Bible for inappropriate content, the Salt Lake City Tribune reported without identifying the complaint. Incest, onanism, bestiality, prostitution, genital mutilation fellatio, dildos, rape, and even infanticides, uh, the parents wrote on December 11, 2022. You'll no doubt find that the Bible under Utah Code and 76101227 has no serious values for minors because it's pornographic by our new definition. As XBiz reported, HB 374 state legislation cites that Utah Code and 
uh, 76-10-1227 was passed in 2022 and bans books containing pornographic or indecent content from Utah schools and libraries. A school district committee has been appointed to review the Bible, and although it should typically have issued a decision by early February, it has been delayed by a backlog. Utah parents have ramped up their challenges of books they consider pornographic or obscene, slowing down the review process. We don't differentiate between one request and another, a school district spokesperson told the Tribune. We see that as the work that we do. The parents, the paper reported, attached to their request an eight-page list of passages from the Bible that they found to be offensive and worth reviewing, including content involving sex, alcohol, nudity, rape, and incest. Get this porn out of our school, the complaint urged. If the books that have been banned so far are any indication for way lesser offenses, this should be a slam dunk. According to the state's attorney who acted in tandem with right-wing lobby, Utah Parents United, those assessing the suspected material do not have to follow the taken-as-a-whole provision established in 1973 by the Miller Test, which differentiates between obscenity and First Amendment-protected pornography. Uh, according to the new censorship rule, the challenged books also may not be left on library shelves during a review. If there is a scene involving any of those acts, it should be immediately removed. The Salt Lake City Tribune reported she... <laughs> Okay, so um, this this is fucking hilarious because, like, honestly, I think there's uh, worse there's worse things in uh, the Bible than uh, the list. Of, was it the list they gave me? Which one? I like the second one uh, more, but you know, it's like fucking bestiality, yeah. That's a genital mutilation. Yeah, it's in fellatio. That was my favorite. Like, as fellatio in that, like, dude, was it Songs of Solomon? That dude. Why did we put a? Why did? Why did the Christians decide to put a whole book of just sex poems in the Bible? Like, you know, and I get like, there's like the book of Thomas and. Uh, the book of George Costanza and uh, Chronicles of Narnia. Like, those aren't in the Bible. And then, you know, the Mormons add in, the Catholics have some other stuff too, uh, all of that and stuff like that. So they have that, situ like, that stuff. Um, uh, anyways, why, like, you know, I get, like, some books are, like, you know, obviously telling the story. So, uh, you know, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, I think, believe those are, like, the Torah. Those are the Torah, right? I know at least most of them. Majority of them are the Torah. Uh, and so, like, they had that. They're like, okay, we'll keep that because Jesus was a Jew. Uh, then he had a lot of prophets and shit like that. You know, like that. And he had the story of King David, Saul, you know, and Solomon and shit like that. And then they just put a book about, like, you know, in Psalms, those were, like, poems written by David. like But, like, Solomon's sex poems, like, we really need a... Does that... Like, you know, it, it kind of takes you out of the Bible for a second. Uh, when you hear, you know, just hearing a dude's sex... It's like looking at a guy's sex playlist, you know? And it's like, I can listen to these songs, but... But then I knew you were fucking to them, so... You know, it's weird. Uh, and then... Uh, yeah, and then... We have... What was my next point? Okay, and another point. Uh, oh, yeah, my favorite, my favorite verse in the Bible... Uh, Ezekiel 2320. Uh, she lusted for the lechers of Egypt, whose members are like those of donkeys, whose thrusts are like those of stallions. Just fucking 
uh, cool, cool ver- stuff, slick stuff, neat stuff. It's it's uh, that's those reasons. We, like we just decided to put it in the Bible. You know, we're, we're like we're talking about weird sex story. Like, why do we put sex stories in the Bible? Like, and then like yeah, we have Sunday school. We help kids learn and love Jesus in the Bible. But they're not allowed to know about a lot of the stuff in the Bible yet. So we're indoctrination, a.k.a. we're just a cult. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, and then I just love the idea at schools because, like, there's been so many book bans and stuff like that. But now it's like, you know, the reason, you know, and then they're giving all these reasons why specific ABC book needs to be banned. Uh, and then they're like, you know, the Bible has this stuff in it. And if we can't have fucking Mouse, a graphic novel about... Uh, mice in the Holocaust, then I don't think it's appropriate uh, to be reading someone's sex poems uh, in school. Uh, And I do get, for a lot of things, like, it's weird with, like, uh, storytelling and shit like that, so, like, that stuff's gonna have sex in it, because I'm good at sex, you're bad at sex, I'm good at sex, next Sweezy album coming out for you. Um, Yeah, so it's, like, weird like that, but then you have art, and you're like, you know, some of these people were getting down, so wrote this to get down, so... Little yang yang and stuff like that, and it's like you know I'm sometimes I accidentally say fuck around kids and like it's like don't say fuck around high school. It's like they're saying this shit already. They're saying up words I don't even understand. Like I said, hit the gritty, and then I learned what the dance was <laughs> to kids. So that so should the Bible be in schools? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I would say the Bible shouldn't be in schools. Um, and I would say to anyone who has to swear on something, swear on a VHS copy of Shrek. Uh, because that honestly has done more in my life, helped good in my life than Jesus Christ. Uh, so pray to Shrek, don't pray to God, and, uh, keep the Bible out of school. Dun, 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 dun. Have you ever been out in public and thought, hey, look at that fat guy? only for it to turn out to be a mirror, and you are in fact the fat guy? That was the moment that kickstarted me into becoming the greatest health expert the world has ever seen. But I wasn't born being built different. Like Joe Cocker before me, I get by with a little help from my friends. And my friends happen to be today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements for to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while you work out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder, by using the link in our description today you can save 15% on your purchase. Go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you're at the beach, you aren't going there naked, letting everyone see your little shrunken pee from being in the water. No, you're wearing some sort of clothing to cover up your privates. So why would you let companies you buy products from have access to the privates of your credit cards? That's where today's sponsor, Privacy, comes becomes the clothing for your credit card information. Privacy is the first payment product that keeps your personal information private while being even more convenient than using a physical payment card online. Privacy empowers you to protect your physical card information. Each merchant you share your card information with puts you more at risk to hackers or data breaches. Why not use a privacy card instead? By creating a virtual card with privacy for each merchant you shop with, your physical card is safe and secure. Privacy cards can be paused or closed 
at any time, preventing any future transactions from being authorized. Privacy cards can also be single-use, meaning they close after just one authorized transaction. One of my favorite ways to use privacy is for a service with a free trial that requires you to put in a credit card to sign up. But wait, there's more. By using the link in our description, you can get $5 to spend anywhere. That's money you get to use. So start paying the smart way with privacy. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! So I've recently come across an article from Thought Catalog. Uh, Thought Catalog? I don't know anything about Thought Catalog, but I... Saw some recommended for you uh, segments, which are going to be going on. We're going to be doing a lot of candle shoes. I'm telling you, telling you that. Let's, let's freak on it. But this article came out in September 29, 2014. So we're almost at the 10-year anniversary of uh, this article. And I thought it'd be fun because the, this show, I feel as much as we make jokes here. We talk about our lives. I go over different topics or questions and answers. Overall, we are education. I feel like at the end of the day, this show is education. And with education, I have to say, we are going to go over things to help you learn. We're going to help you learn today. Uh, we're going to, you're going to learn. You're going to succeed. You're going to thrive in our world. And that's, that's the goal of Cancel Schweezy. Anyways, though. Let's just jump into it. Nine gross things all girls do, but in parentheses, but love to pretend they don't. I mean, so first of all, I believe girls do gross things. I've, I've met a woman. Uh, however, the one thing different with me is uh, I didn't grow up with sisters, and I haven't necessarily actually lived with a significant other either. I know, I know. Sorry, as, as we do, would do on the drinking game, you have to take a drink because I'm going to say it. I grew up Christian, so, uh, you know, it was such a, like, almost like, if you, like, you could pretend you're not having sex and people wouldn't notice, you know, premarital sex. So, but, like, you move in together, people are like, you're having sex, <laughs> you know, shit like that. So, uh, my head issues, and then I have to redo my hair. Okay. Uh, so, anyways, though, do you know, no, fellas, do you know women could be gross? And I actually also want to know, is this a deal breaker for you? Like, is this concept of uh, these gross things that we're going to learn women do, fellas? Uh, learn it from my perspective. I've never had sisters, but I've had girlfriends, and I've never li really lived with a woman that's not my mother. So, regardless... Let's just jump into it. Do, are women gross? We're going to answer this question. And I want to hear from you, and you got to leave comments or in your reviews and everything. I want to hear in the comments... Why, uh, if you think something is like a deal breaker for you or, you know, is gross or whatever, or your thoughts on what I think is gross. Anyways, though, number one, first we have all girls poop. Let's start out with the obvious. Everybody poops, considering females, it was 2014, we, can, we had to say, we have to stick with the language. It's like reading the Tom Sawyer in school. Uh, we must fall under the category of everybody. This constitutes that we, yes, we poop, duh, and we like it. You know, I'm not saying I, as a guy, like pooping, uh, but I do enjoy, you know, like, you get that, if you have a rough, you have a rough one, and you get it out, and just, like, that sigh of relief feels pretty nice, but it's not like I always, I enjoy pooping. Sometimes, like, you, you sit on it, you have a big, big-ass turd, and it just, like, it's, like, 
you're it's the poop's bigger than like your butthole, and that's all it is. But so yeah, all girls poop. Yeah, it's fine, and I don't even care. Like I'll talk to a woman about pooping, and you know what? I I would still have sex with them that that night if a woman's like, all right, I'm gonna tell you all my history of bowel movements and all my worst shits, and you're like, uh, I mean, like I have two stories of the worst diarrheas. I had the worst diarrhea I ever had. Uh, it was Arby's. I ate Arby's, and I was traveling. And showed up the location, uh, me and a bunch of other guys who also ate Arby's, uh, broke a toilet. So that was the worst, first worst diarrhea of my life. Second time was uh, at the Jersey Mike's in Hermitage, Tennessee. Uh, That's the second worst diarrhea of my life. Uh, I have clogged a toilet before, I'm not ashamed. But like, you're hearing that about a girl and you're like, okay, I will still have sex with you. Like, that's not a problem. Unless like, I see you pooping. Which, even, like, if we're in a situation where we're locked in the bathroom, I will look away. And I'm fine with that. I don't, like, need to see it. Uh, But, like, feeling good? I don't think every guy thinks pooping feels good. I think we just do it, you know? Uh, I think if you think guys think it's good, that's why you're in there for so long. Like, no. Guys, like, I've really learned. Because, like, I don't, like, I've never been, like, a guy who, like, takes a long time to shit and shit like that. And then I've been hearing about, like, all these, like, boring-ass married couples who are in the situation where they, like, their husbands are, like, they're in the bathroom for, like, an hour or two to take a shit. I'm like, I think the situation you're in is your husband needs alone time, and you should give him that alone time. I know if you have kids, things are, you know, you have to do things how you do things, but at the same time, you can't be... I feel like being codependent is just not a good thing. I'm dealing with my mother right now. Uh, so, or like my mother needing someone to help her. Like, I don't know. I think we should, I think I would, if I had, if I had a daughter, I would rather her to not be codependent or needing someone to be like, here's how to change a tire. It's no big deal. Anyways, though, that's pooping. Um, why did I get into that rant? Anyways, girls hate shaving too. If we're wearing panties, we probably didn't shave last night or the night before, but most likely all of last week. Too lazy to shave our armpits, shirts with sleeves. It is. No shave in November. Me too. Uh, First of all, I'm going to reread that first sentence and just make sure I read it right. If we're wearing pants, we probably didn't shave last night. I mean, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought I read something. If we're not wearing underwear or something like that. (laughs) I thought I read that. Okay, never mind. False alarm. But, uh, no, that doesn't seem... Too unreasonable. I, and, you know, I, I will definitely say, like, unless you're a porn star, you don't need to be perfectly shaven all the time, you know? I just think the times you sh- you do need to shave is if you know you're going to be have if genitals are going to touch. I feel like if genitals are going to touch or mouths are going to touch genitals, uh, if, if genitals are involved, make sure you're shaving. You know, you got to groom down there. And I'm not saying you can't have a bush, you can't, you know... You gotta, you gotta groom yourselves, fellas. Uh, we gotta groom yourselves. We, we do have a razor I'm trying to get as a sponsor. Uh, I need to get on that. That's, uh, that's on the list. Uh, but yeah, no, it's like, I, I don't, it's like, I don't like hair. It's like, oh, a woman, your legs are a little hairy. I'm like, unless you're like, not as lifetime source, I'm like, it's been a couple days. You, know, you can usually tell if it's been a couple days. Some women are just freaks of nature. I'm like, I have to shave every day. I'm like, and, and also they're taller than me too. So we're all saying what we all know what's going on. Number three. <laughs> We pick our noses, too. And regularly, I might add. Lots of times, it'll happen while driving. If I have a booger and no tissue, I'm going to wait until I can find a tissue. That's just weird. Now, if you're in the car, um, 
I feel like, you know, if you share a car, you gotta be, you can't be doing booger shit like that. But if, like, you're the one who primarily drives said vehicle, like, you know, if you're a spouse and you're like, someone will drive her car, you know, a little sexy. Um, you know, we have a, you know, I, I can't, I can't imagine a woman, you know, there's just things both genders have, and I'm like, I can't imagine, it's like, oh, a girl shits, and a girl has to wipe her ass, and a girl will like a bidet, like, because that's better than toilet paper, yeah, I guarantee, you know, men and women both do that, uh, men don't, you know, men don't bleed out of their vagina, so that's the thing men don't think about, but we all, all think about booger, getting rid of boogers all the time, and, like, let's be honest, like, picking your nose isn't bad, it's just, like, where you're picking your nose, like, I love just spitting it all out in the shower, and then the next day, just keep going back, but, uh, you know, sometimes you, your fingers gotta get in there, that's the thing, you can't be, like, picking your nose and then making dinner and shit like that, like, you can't be doing that, it's gotta be, you know, it's, I think it's, like, it's good to just pick your nose, if, like, you have a booger in your nose, just go to the bathroom and pick it out, you know, and then, like, wipe it into a toilet paper, flush it down the toilet, even to, to, but like uh, guard your tracks or whatever, you know, just don't, you know, you know the wrong times to pick your nose. There's right times and wrong times to pick your nose. And we have to stop thinking that like, oh, you can't pick your nose. There's a right and wrong time. I pick my nose on fucking podcasts. I, you know, don't, don't talk to me for, we barely wash our bras. We've worn the same bra for an undetermined yet very, very long amount of time. And here's our logic. I didn't sweat today, so there's no need to wear a different bra tomorrow. Repeat, repeat, repeat. The limit does not exist. So, yeah, I agree with this. It's just like, oh, it, you know, it's like the smell test, you know. I feel like you should be able to rewear, like, underwear's different, you know. Everyone has their own opinion on the underwear thing. But I think with shirts, pants, like, we all know pants. Unless you fucking shit your pants, then that's when you change them because you have underwear on and underwear. Even then, though, I kind of just, I kind of feel like when it smells, that's when you change it, you know. Uh, for the most part, but, like, you know, I, I do go by some hygiene rules. Uh, but no, I, I, I assumed, I assumed women did that, you know, cause like the bras, like I've taken off a few bras in my day, fellas, you know, uh, but, uh, yeah, but like those things are like, some of those things are very padded, uh, for, you know, a reason we don't need to discuss on this podcast. Uh, I, okay, I'm going to discuss it. It's cause some chicks, chicks have tiny tits and then they want to make them bigger a little bit. And so then you take it off and you're like, oh. But I don't know. I'm I'm fine with smaller. I'd rather have good small tits than bad big tits. If you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying. Um, five. Our periods bring out the DIY in us. Uh, we've been forced to use rolled up toilet paper upon discovering that our periods just started extra gross points for those who got the whole day like this due to being busy in class working. Admit it, you've done it. Uh, no, I've not done it, but I also don't pee out of my vagina, because I don't have a vagina. I have a, a little a little acorn down there, wind soft. Wind, wind soft only. Um, so, yeah, I actually, I've always actually kind of wondered that, you know, like I told you, I don't, my mom's not sharing her this information with me, I don't have sisters, and I've never fully, like, lived with a woman. So, that, I mean, that makes sense to me, like, that's always I wonder. I'm like, what happens when like their period starts and then like they don't have a tampon? I mean, I guess I just you know I've never, you know I've, I've never had that discussion with a woman. I'm sorry, sorry I'm not cool as cool as some of you uh, in this. Um, but yeah, no, I, I would assume I was like I always wondered you know how they like it started. I need a tampon real bad, you know. And I didn't. I mean, I guess they. I thought they held it in maybe, 
you know, uh, life, life works in life works in mysterious ways, fellas. Uh, number six, we pee in the shower. Gross, or in another way to conserve water, you'd be the judge. It's fine, dude. I do say though, if you're gonna pee in the shower, do it like. Try to do it before you clean clean yourself, or but also at the same time, I, I mean, got for guys. I don't know about women, so I guess, but also women are a lot, like, you have to really keep your vagina clean. Like, that's a fun thing. It's like, that's why women are usually cleaner than men, is because, like, they have to keep their vaginas clean or else. And then, like, guys, like, our dicks can be a little dirty, and that's why you, those foreskin guys are just sticky and dirty and gross. Uh, but, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, but, like, peeing in the shower, though, I'm like, you're not getting pee on yourself, right? I'm like, I know if you have a little wiener, you can and then even the dripples at the end of it. That's what everyone's like, oh, you missed the toilet. It's like, it was a couple of dripples. You know what? It, it's once, you know, it's like turn off a hose. There are going to be a couple of dripples there too. The same thing. That's how we invented the hose to be like a pe- I guarantee we invented the hose to be like a penis, like a tube, like a dick. And then we can just move water anywhere. Uh, but yeah, no, if you don't pee in the shower, uh, you're a fucking liar. Like Josh Casey probably would be like, I don't pee in the shower. I'm better. I'm never peeing in the shower. You know, sometimes, like, you know, you come up, you have your, like, Pajiski effect theories. It's like, I never realized ABC as a news channel was, like, BBC being British Broadcasting Company or CBC Canada Broadcasting Company, ABC being the American Broadcasting Company. He's like, you didn't know that? One time I even came, oh, no, one time I even said to him, uh, the Josh Casey hour, uh, I said to him, like, you know, apparently some women can have an orgasm when they give birth. I'm like, I would have never thought, you know... As a guy without those genitals, I would have never thought, like, maybe if I pushed a baby out of here with his big old head, uh, that maybe I would have an orgasm. And, you know, it's just the thing. Some women can. He's like, you didn't know that? I'm like, how was I supposed to fucking know that? Some women probably don't even know that, okay? Don't, you know, fucking... Mm. Anyways, though, Josh Casey, we we all know you pee in the shower. Number seven, we bleed on our underwear. There are just too many period-related truths about girls, and this particular one simply can't be left out. We bleed on our underwear a lot, a lot, and then we'll rinse out our underwear in the sink. We will then learn, leave said underwear in the sink while it's going out for the day. Then we forget underwear in the sink and subsequently horrify our visitor that goes in there to wash their hands. Typically, we don't learn our lesson, and then this will happen seven more times. This sounds like a very specific situation under, like, the not-bold text, but you're also, we bleed our underwear. I'm like, that's also a question I've always had, you know, you know, I've, I've asked, I know, I've asked women every question I've had about, like, sex-related shit, you know, and I know all those answers. It's like, I don't know about period. I'm not asking them about their periods. I don't, like, I'm not interested in that shit. Uh, but anyways, I'm like, how do they not get blood in their underwear all the time? That's why. Maybe that's a second reason. Like, you know, women's underwear has a little pocket in the front. Maybe that's also to help with the blood stains as well, you know? And then you keep your quarter in there for when you go to Aldi. And uh, that helps you get the shopping cart. That's another reason why women's panties have a pocket in them. So yeah, um, number eight, we go extended periods of time without washing our hair. Uh, our hygiene is questionable at times. We can go four days without washing your hair and validate it by using dry shampoo. No time to shower, wash off armpits, and apply a thick layer of perfume all over the body. No time to wash face, too lazy to wash face, no problem. Reapply new makeup over yesterday's crusty makeup. Uh, the makeup one, um, 
I don't know. I, I I just have a very oily face, and that's why he's almost like your face is shiny on the podcast. And uh, to that, I say fuck you. The lights don't help. Uh, then we go like washing your hair. Like you actually shouldn't wash your hair every day. That's you know really good. Uh, you can go. You should go two to three days without it. Sometimes sometimes I I will go a week. I'm just like every once a week I wash my hair and shit like that, and then use dry shampoo in the meantime. Uh, so yeah, probably don't do it the the whole week thing but every every maybe if you're skeptical go every other day use dry shampoo on the off days and then you're going to want to use dry shampoo on every day but also like try there and you'll see like your hair like if your hair is kind of oily it'll like it'll surprisingly if you use dry shampoo it helps with the oily because i guess you know your hair makes natural oils too and so you don't want to completely so what shampoo does is completely erase it out and then conditioner uh, tries to re reapply that to your hair, hopefully, but the natural shit, like, e- there's, like, yeah, it only really works one to two days, and I'm not saying don't rinse out your hair. You need to use water to rinse out your hair and then dry it again, you know? That's what you need to do. Anyways, number nine, we go commando. Okay, not all girls do this, and certainly not all of them seem at the time. Sometimes it's an accident, and you have to roll with it, and sometimes it's completely voluntary. My current situation is grabs the ladder. Inclusion, come get us, boys. We're all yours. Okay. Uh, we go commando, meaning you're not wearing underwear. Um, not every... I, that's different. I know a lot of guys who go commando, and uh, and I'm going to... I'm and You're going to ask, are they attractive? No, they're not. Imagine Burt Kreischer, mainly because he's one of them, and every other guy I've heard about that is also him. Uh... If we're going to go commando, unless y'all speak up, I'm going to say 80-20 on that. Uh, and you should have just stopped the, the this thing at 8. 8 answers was probably the right one, if, I, if we're being honest about that. Here's feeling good all the time. So I watched the Maze Runner movies. Um, did I read the books? No. Did I watch YouTube videos of differences between the books and the movies? Not as much as I should have done. I, you know, I was like actually in research mode on all this shit, and like there was like questions I had about it, and I actually did research to try to figure out the answers. Like, folks, I was I did everything but read, <laughs> read the books. I just. I haven't read a book since 2017. It was because I could read a book at a job I was doing. It was Ron Swanson's, not Ron Swanson's, fucking Rick Offerman's uh, first book. He's written uh, with uh, Build Your Own Canoe or something like that. Uh, anyways, then I just, but now I, I do audiobooks. I'm not like not reading books or whatever. So don't call me a prude or whatever. Um, so yeah, I watched the Maze Runner series. Uh, first of all, I have to say, whoever the fuck owns all the movie rights to these movies needs to figure their goddamn shit out. Like, I understand if, like, a different studio took over it afterwards. I, go- I did one Google search on it and uh, couldn't find anything. So the first movie's on HBO Max. The other two movies, you either have to have, like, uh, Hulu with live TV, uh, Hulu with live TV, you also have, like, Fubo TV. Like, so it's, like, TV subscriptions, like, basically. Like, that, that's what it was. So, um, I had to download them, like, on the internet. I just had to find them, and I had to download them. Took it to the movie theater with a the projector, and I watched it. 
Uh, so that's annoying. Someone needs to figure that shit out. The streaming rights. Uh, so yeah, I did say I only watched. Uh, I only watched the movies. I didn't read the books, but I did watch some difference between the books and the movies. So, am I the worst YouTube person on YouTube? No. Uh, am I the worst person you're hearing in your ears right now trying to talk about a book series? Maybe. Um, so, so, but like, yeah, there, there is something there and that's, you know, I've read all the Harry Potter books and even before, you know, like the books came out. Uh, but like, and even then, like when there was stuff that they wasn't really explained well in the movie, cause it was like a lot of just showing and shit. Uh, like I understood what happened. So I, I've never been able to see Harry Potter as someone who just didn't know what was going on. I've always kind of like known all the, like the really information from the book. So, uh, yeah, so that was, uh, that. So I might not make sense when I ask questions, like you just won't fucking get it. Uh, you don't fucking, you just don't fucking get it. Shut, shut up. Uh, anyway, so what is this, what is it, what is this series about? So this guy named Thomas, um, you know, Harry Potter, good protagonist name. Katniss Everdeen, great protect. Luke Skywalker, this kid's just name's Thomas, I don't know. You get what I'm saying though, right? Like, Luke Skywalker, or Thomas, you know? What is Thomas? Well, uh, he's immune to becoming a zombie. Uh, sorry, that was a spoiler. Sorry, if you haven't seen The Maze Runner, sorry, he's immune. He's a special kid, but he, uh, he's our protagonist, Thomas. You're like, I don't know. Like, his friend's name is Newt. You know, like, that's a cool name. Like, you said Newt. I mean, Newt's commander from Harry Potter. Anyways, though, Thomas, we're going, going for here. Thomas, uh, well, basically, he basically walks up, and, like, he's being on, like, a little elevator thing, being pulled up uh, to a thing, and he sees a zombie attack, and I'm like, what? Like, that's the first thing happens in the movie, then the second, third movies, they tell you kind of what's going on. Yeah, these are zombies. Uh, he, basically, Thomas gets sent up an elevator into this, like, grassy area called the Glaive, Glade? Like, yeah, like the, the plug it in, plug it, no, those are two different things. <laughs> if you remember plug it in, plug it in, uh, you are a millennial and you are also depressed because you had to go back to that memory, a commercial, which people wish they could have skipped back then. <laughs> Like that, that was a happy moment for you. Uh, so yeah, basically they, they call it a glade and basically it's a grassy area and they all work together to survive and shit like that. And, uh, you know, they, I guess they make food and shit like that. I guess, you know, what those can, but they're surround, but they're basically, this glade is in the middle of a giant maze and stuff like that. So, and basically with the maze is like, you can go in there and try to look for a way out, but in, but when the when it gets to night, what happens is the doors to the maze closes, and then these spider robot things try to kill you, and so that you're not supposed to be in the maze at night, but you can be in the maze during the day, and you have to find a way out. Uh, so that's pretty. It's pretty funny from there. Uh, but the thing is, when our protagonist Thomas Thomas shows <laughs> shows up, his name is Thomas. Uh, you know, shit starts going down like. Uh, like, he's in the maze one night, and he kills a griefer, that's what these spider monster things are, uh, but they survive, and no one's ever survived overnight in the maze, because those robotic things are heavy and shit like that, 
which that also is with Mino, the best character in the series, which I'm getting into in a moment. But uh, yeah, and so that, and then one the next night the gate doesn't close, mutiny and shit like that, but they figured out a way out. Long story short, they figured out a way out. It's not like there's the exit thing. They mapped out the entire maze. They were there for like a couple of years. Like, you're going to figure out the goddamn maze. Uh, so yeah, that's that. And then uh, the movie's going from there. It's from like this society called Wicked, and they're like doing all these experiments because there's a zombie virus outbreak and global warming happened and basically global warming happened and then the zombie apocalypse happened because of the heat or whatever they call it the flare i know they call it the flare so that's that's pretty cool uh anyways um and then the next two movies go out from there they have to escape and then it's a rebellion type of situation all all like that uh, but I love the first movie. The first movie was actually my favorite of all of them because it's like the mystery of the mystery. Because like the, it was like the Hunger Games. The Hunger Games was like the arena, and two out of three books involved that arena. Well, the the third one at the end of it, you know, with all the traps and shit like that, it's like also. Regardless, though, so yeah, so the maze. I always thought the maze was just an interesting part. Like, why would someone put you here, and your way out is figuring out a maze? I'm like, that's cool mystery. I love a good mystery. Uh, but then the last day, it's been all guys sent up there. The last day they sent a woman. And I guess they've had a couple other mazes according to like the second book. There are a couple mazes they're doing this experiment on. One had all guys, one had all girls. But the last day they sent out a guy. And it's like this kid, Eris, he's like the dorkiest motherfucker you've ever seen. Like not a bad guy, you know. He's the kind of guy like he's going to get a hot girl one day. But it's going to be like maybe a little bit later than he should have, you know. You know what I'm saying? Uh but, yeah, he was, like, with all the girls, and all the girls fucking loved him. Like, I see why that kid was kind of upset when he got sent with all the dudes. You know what I'm saying? You know? Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, the last day in this our group, they sent up Teresa, which I guess him and Tom, with Teresa and Tom has had a thing uh, had a thing going on before they got sent under this thing and they got their memories wiped and shit. But uh, realistically, realistically, thank God this man wrote this book without this. Uh all right, so, so tell me you're a guy. You got trapped in, like, this area. You're kind of living off the land or whatever. You're, like, three, four years in. You see a woman for the first time. That woman's getting assaulted, okay? The R word, not not Republican or the other R word, but, like, the R word that's an uh, uh, S-A word, you know? Try not to trigger any algorithms here. You know what I'm saying? It, it it sounds like Teresa would have been graped, if you want to say grape. She would have gotten graped, you know? You know? She would have gotten, she would have 100%. Like, you're like, kids going like, auto, auto, auto. Like, those, that, it would have been bad. The fact that those guys were civil with her and nice to her was the most surprising thing out of this entire series that you could have, uh, could have ever fucking made. I'm telling you, you can never fuck me that the guys were like, you know, we just got to let her rest. You know, we got, you know, are all women like this is are I can't believe we have a woman now. She's been sleeping. We have a woman now. Uh, they're just so nice about it. So that's that's cool. Uh, oh, yeah. Did I mention like the reason why this wicked company is after Thomas is because his blood is actually the cure to the zombie outbreak, which I don't know. If, like, they're, like, my blood, is it? You know, it's, like, The Last of Us, like, you know, we talked a couple weeks ago, like, The Last of Us, Ellie should have made the decision on if she was willing to die to make a cure for humanity 
on that. Uh, but Joel being like, I don't want Ellie to die. That was the bad choice. The best choice would have been Ellie's uh, consent. That's what The Last of Us is about, consent. Uh, but this movie, sorry my nose is itchy. Uh, yeah, this movie, I'm, I don't even know where I'm at. Uh, first of all, and uh, also, uh, Will Poulter played uh, Galley, that fuck, fuck in the movie. So I'm going into Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. He's playing Adam Warlock, which if you don't know anything about Marvel Comics, he's Space Jesus. Uh, the space out of Marvel seems like it's going to go nowhere because it seems like James Gunn is just going to destroy the space stuff with him while he leaves Marvel. Uh, but... Yeah, he's playing Adam. He's playing uh, Adam Warlock in those, and I'm I'm already pissed by him killing Chuck, and then just showing up in the third movie. He's like, "Yeah, I didn't die. Like, you still killed Chuck, though. Like, and you know, and it's like him and Thomas. They're like, his name was Galley, and then our main character's name is Thomas. Okay, you know it's weird. You know, you know I'm right. Uh, and then so you have Thomas showing up and shit like that, and they're like, "All right, Thomas, I'll help you." I'm like, "You killed Chuck." You, you thought we forgot that? No, I didn't forget that. I watched those movies one night, one one the first night, and then the next night I watched two of them, okay? That's what I did last week. What did you do, okay? Um, yeah, and then we're just a galley. we like, hey, galley. I would have just killed him right on the spot. And then we're like, uh, let's get into a shootout. And we're like, hey, we're not, we don't want to kill anyone else. We just wanted to kill that guy. They would have been like, oh, okay. Like, we're good. Just, I fucking hated that guy. Uh, but Mino, Mino was the best fucking character. Like, even at first, he's like, man, it's survival of the fittest, and you're trying to survive the maze, and then, like, he's like, when he realizes Thomas, like, this guy's named Mino. I actually watched an interview from, uh, the author. It's Mean Ho. Okay? They got the Asian part right, but, Mean Ho, how are you? Mean Ho! Mean Ho, how are you? I was like, hey, Mino. Mean, they said Mino. That's how they said it. Best character, he's a badass. The whole third movie is rescuing him. Like, that's the whole thing. I'm like, it's worth it. And then Newt dies, but it's like, but Mino's alive, so it's okay. It's okay. He has, the, I think he was, uh, Newt, I think that was the kid from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Probably, uh, don't, don't quote me on that. Uh, and then, uh, wait, wait, what did I write? Dude got, oh yeah, he got struck by lightning and survived in the second movie. He just, yeah, that's, that's fucking badass Mina. And they're, and he's like, all right, he's going to be tortured now and tested on. They're like, he, he got shot, he got struck by lightning and survived. I think Mino's okay. And, uh, last thing, Giancarlo Esposito, he's in fucking everything. Okay, so he's in this movie. I mean, like, for, I first saw him in Breaking Bad, which I thought was the first thing, like, he's ever been known for. Uh, I did see him in Community. He did one episode in Community, the video game episode. Uh, Breaking Bad, I guess, never calls on. I'm only watched the first season of that show. I've heard it got better. Uh, then he was in the, I know he's, he was in The Boys, right? Um, and everyone's like, he should play Professor X. I'm like, he'd be a good choice, but I don't know if, like, he stuck around. Because, like, remember when Benedict Cumberbatch was in everything? And then now he's just doing, like, Doctor Strange and maybe another movie. Maybe he's doing, like, two movies and one of them is a Marvel movie. So he's like, better to come about just slow down. He's like, I'm getting this Marvel money now. I can, you know, I can do things I like and do what I like. And cause I guess he, because his other acting roles, all he has to do is just like, I'm going to pick projects I like and do those. So that's really cool. And uh, Giancarlo Esposito. And I think from what I heard about his book description, uh, Giancarlo Esposito was probably too old for the role. But, uh, you know, any any opportunity to get him into a franchise 
is welcome. But no, that's the Maze Runner series. Tell me, tell me what you think about it, and uh, tell me what you like about it. Have you ever cracked open a cold one with the boys? The vibes are on, then all of a sudden, you are out of cold ones? Though the vibes are still on, the vibes will soon go off because you are out of cold ones. There's no need to drive when you're under the vibes. That's why today's sponsor, Drizzly, is here to make sure that the vibes continue. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know it's a saying something when it's being praised as the Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do other things. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee. So using our link in the description, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. You're not a boomer who still goes to what our ancient civilizations called a store. You buy everything on the internet like a modern individual. What if I could tell you that you could be saving more on your purchases by only making a few clicks on your computer? That's where today's sponsor, Honey, will change your life. Honey is a free browser extension you can download using the link in our description of this episode. Honey searches the entire internet for promo code, coupon codes, free shipping, and anything else that will save you money when buying things online. It's 100% free and at no point will you have to pay for it with all of those many, many microtransactions. It's as simple as pressing a single button and you can start saving money. Not using Honey is basically throwing money away that could be saved for more important things. I recently had to get business cards uh, for myself and Honey literally saved me 60% on uh, like a pack of 500 business cards, it was amazing. Add the Honey extension to your browser today for free by using the link in our description of this episode. And when you support, uh, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Oh no! Our table! So it's time for our segment we like to call, Oh no, my ta- our table. Uh, where we go over any questions that you might possibly have that I may possibly answer. In any way I know how, uh, if you want your questions answered, just DM me on Instagram. Honestly, I actually, I actually like getting in this way. And I'll be fucking, all of y'all sending me fucking, <laughs> lick my balls, bro. Shut the fuck up, dude. Dude, that's, you can't be saying lick my balls, bro. Like, that's what happens when someone falls for the joke. Anyways. Nevertheless, she, he persisted. First question we got here, uh, is eating ass truly sanitary? I enjoy smelling and eating my wife's ass daily. Is this normal and is this clean and safe? Um, so usually the question of when you eat ass, like that, the, you know, if you ate someone's ass, the, the second question is like, <clears throat> someone's going to ask you. Uh, was this right out of the shower? What were you doing? What was the situation? Uh, and I've heard, I've heard it go both ways, but like, you know, but most, I've heard them both ways, but I'm going to tell you most of the stories I've heard, most of the time, the story has gone in a way where it's like, oh, 
yeah, dude, she got out of the shower. I just ate that ass, you know, and they're like, oh, I got out of the shower and she put her finger in my ass. You know, it's shit like that, you know, like uh, shit that you probably didn't want to hear. And I'm realizing I'm, I'm talking about it anyways. Say you won't let go. Um, but is truly eating ass sanitary? Technically, let's just go. Let's go with science for a minute. Is eating ass sanitary? Uh, so the idea of like, so it's like, I guess it's the idea of, I guess it's similar to like any other body parts minus like your hands are weird because, uh, your hands, uh, you know, are like, you know, you have to use your hands to do anything, you know, like you're going to do work. You got to have hands. Uh, and so like your hands just touch anything like and everything. And that's, and then. It's where it goes from there. That's why it's like, don't touch your face, even though I touch my face a lot. And you're like, why am I an adult with acne? And like, you have oily skin and uh, you touch your face way too much. Like, it's easy. So, yeah. So it's kind of like that. But if like I wash my hands, like, you know, when a doctor's going to give surgery, they wash their hands, then put on gloves to be like, don't touch my bare hands. And then if it does, it's like, but it, we're trapped in the glove or whatever, you know? So like, that's why like gloves are sanitary. So like that's just because there's like so much oil on our hands. Uh, but then we have that on our butts. So first of all, I can't imagine any person who eats ass has never said in their life, you know, it smells like poop, but it doesn't taste like poop. Because that's what the t a teenage girl <laughs> said on the internet about her experience eating ass. And she's like, it smelled bad, but it didn't taste bad. I'm like, that's... Not opposite, but also not what I expected at the same time. So smell like, smell like, wise. Well, you're like, you're gonna, you're gonna smell like, it's gonna smell like poop, you know? Poop was there. Sometimes you can't clean out a smell, you know? Sometimes the smell has to like dissipate itself. I feel like poop is that in everyone's asshole. Um, clean and safe, like, I feel like if you know, after, right after a shower, like, is the perfect time. But any other time, you know, like, you are taking a risk of poop, but like, you play dirty, like, if you play dirty, dirty things are going to happen, you know, it's a, play stupid games, you win stupid prizes, that's a Taylor Swift song, so I know I can say that. Everyone loves a good Taylor Swift reference from Sweezy here. Did you, you're like, Sweezy, did you get tickets to her shows? I'm like, no, every woman ever gets tickets before I do. How long after I get my wisdom teeth taken out can I give blowjobs again? What? Oh, brother, this guy stinks! <laughs> I got my wisdom teeth taken out March 10th, and my stitches have dissolved by now. There's no pain unless I clench my jaw, I finish my antibiotics and medical-grade mouthwash they gave me, and all my pain meds I was prescribed. I got a checkup last week, and they said I'm healing perfectly, but I couldn't exactly ask my dentist this question. I'm worried giving my fiancé a blowjob will mess with the recovery in some way, but I don't know. So... I feel like if if a, if a man is is in a in a way enough to ask you to be engaged to him, I'm gonna hope he's at an age where he's be like, I understand that getting your wisdom teeth taken out means I'm gonna get less blowjobs for a minute, and you know what you you're given time in advance to get your wisdom teeth taken taken out in the most part, and so if a man's with a woman and like a fellow's got to plan out for that shit, you know, uh, 
I mean, I'm not saying cheat or anything, but like you got to plan out. You're like, hey, after this happens, you're probably not going to get some BJ's for a while. Uh, so that, uh, so I like that idea in your fiance, but like, if you're like 17, you're like, that's not going to work on that 17 year old kid. No, or, oh God, I don't want to hear you. Someone's like, I was dating 28 year old. I'm 17. God damn. I don't want to hear that. Uh, but no, um, I guess I had it pretty bad when I got my wisdom teeth. So if you're looking at me smiling, uh, I don't feel kind of my teeth. This tooth right here, it looks smaller than the rest of them. That's because that's a baby tooth. That just never came out, and the teeth just went in with it. And it's not wiggly or anything. So, but like the adult tooth was chapped like right under my lip. You know, your gums under your lip. It was trapped under there. And I was like, okay. And the dentist gave me like three options. They're like, all right, you can either uh, keep the baby tooth in there. And if it falls out, you just like get a fake tooth, put in there, you know, and like, you know, it's like one fake tooth, whatever. I have good, I have decent enough teeth. I need to get them clean though. Uh, or you could have, uh, take the baby tooth out and then you could have braces, like try to drag that tooth in, but it was in like the middle of my mouth. So I was like, uh, and then the other option was just keep the baby tooth in and remove the adult tooth. And, uh, you're like, do that. So that was the three options. Or what was it? What was it? Uh, leave everything as is, uh, move the adult tooth in, or take the adult tooth out and leave the baby tooth in and get a fake one. Yeah, those were the options. And uh, then, the, then the dentist, I guess he was trying to upsell everything. They're like, well, he still has his wisdom teeth too, so he could get those out as well. No pain when I got my wisdom teeth taken out. It was convenient. It was my spring break junior year. That's, you know, the best time ever. It was just a week of pain because not only did I get like, it's like in the back of your mouth, you know, pain. I had it like right in the front. So like my front lip and I've never felt like more flexibility back there ever again. I think skin grew weirdly, but like, uh, basically my front, like the bottom of my front lip, it's just like, it's all close and pretty close together because of that probably because of the healing and everything like that. Uh, that may actually give me good control of my jaw, which makes me the best singer ever. Uh, anyways, <laughs> that was a long fucking rant for what I'm about to say. Uh, you do things with your teeth when you're ready to do them. Like, I remember like three days after I'm like, give me a soft taco from Taco Bell. I'm just going to try to munch on it. And I just had to like work on eating again. So you may have to work a little bit, but like you got to work your mouth and make sure your mouth is ready to be given your boyfriend, your lucky boy, your lucky fiance, uh, blowies again, because I have to imagine your father is very, very proud of you. I hope your father's I actually, you know, if I had a daughter, would I be proud of her from giving BJ's? Uh, when she's when she's married, I would be very proud of her. And we're like, your daughter blows me every night. I'm like, I'm I'm just a terrific father. That's what I am. But I don't want to hear and be like, your daughter blew every boy in the school. I'm like, Ugh. that's a good compromise though. Like when you're you know when your daughter's with a good man, you know. If you have a daughter and she's with a good man, you'll be like, I hope she gives him blowjobs every night. But, like, your daughter giving just everyone a blowjob, like, you know, you just want your daughter to give it away to the, the right people. That's that's good parenting. Like, honey, if he's rich, maybe not use a condom. You know, that's horrible. That's a bad joke. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! This button's coming in more handy as the episode goes on.
Um, why is nobody? I'm gonna. God damn it. Why is nobody care about male depression? That's okay. I read that read the first time. I thought I was like going crazy. On r slash depression, that's on Reddit, uh, 95% of posts from men are unread in nobody care, and if you make a post with a point, the posts get shadow banned. Everyone is wondering why so many male have strong mental issues, but also nobody even seems to interest in people with problems. If you just do a problem about your life and the struggle, nobody care. Also, I remember on similar websites like Reddit, people just act like they want to help, but if you answer DMs, often then comes no response. Um, so this is not an, an English speaker. Ah, tired to look good. Why is nobody? Why does nobody care about male depression? Well, I'm gonna hope oh, that means why does nobody care about male depression, and then we can go from there. I can probably answer a question. Why do not yeah, why don't people care about male depression? Well, I guess because men are supposed to be strong and like tough and be able to like take a punch and shit like that. Like that's the view of men. And so it's like, yeah, feel showing feelings is a sign of weakness, I would have to say. So and you know, and everyone's like, oh, that's why men don't cry. I'm like, you know, men can cry. It's like that's why men start a podcast because instead of going to therapy. I'm going to therapy, folks, okay? Don't fucking blame my show for your boyfriend's shitty problems, okay? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the problem in your relationship. It's him. Just break up with him and then DM me. But, uh, yeah, so no one, yeah, no one really cares about that. Men are supposed to be tough. And women are like, my, my, I want my man to cry in front of me. I'm like, but if any other man cried in front of you and assuming you were in love with them, like it wouldn't be the same thing. It's because you see him as a tough person and you want them to be vulnerable uh, sometimes and to show weakness. And, uh, you know, a lot of women like men who are strong. It's like, I hate, I, you know, I hate that shit when women are like, oh, uh, I don't like a man who cries. And then, like, you actually like, date a woman and you cry in front of them. They're like, no, I just said that to be a feminist and shit like that. Just, just shut the fuck up. It's okay. It's okay to. Ex I think it's okay to accept the fact that socially, uh, it's not okay for men to cry. And I believe I say socially, it's not okay for men to cry. Uh, mentally, I'm like, yeah, that's weird. Physically, mentally, or whatever. But like, yeah, mentally, it's like it's it's. I think men should be able to cry. You know, be emotional and shit like that. But uh, that's not an attractive thing for a male to do, and that's why women don't like it. They say they're okay with it. I'm like, you got to be honest. Men are like, yeah, fat chicks can be pretty. I'm like, oh, yeah, she is cute. And you're like, would you fuck her? No, absolutely not. I'm not interested at all. It makes my dick go inside myself. That's the way it is. So, yeah, I don't know. Depression, though, we're getting on that subject. Uh, yeah, men, you know, it, I think no one cares because... Like, I feel like if a woman says she's depressed, a man's going to be like, I'm going to make you not depressed. I'm going to make your life better. And that's like a thing a man wants to do. But like a woman doesn't want a fucking man who's just depressed. You're like, oh, no, I have to save you. I was supposed to be the one who's been saving. And yeah, no, it's a weird topic. I can't say I'm the expert, but I am the expert. Uh, everybody knows who I am and who I could be. So don't be stingy. Oh, okay. 
How can one fake drinking alcohol? Alcohol. Alcohol. Um, I actually have a good advice for this. <clears throat> so I was in college. I think I didn't start drinking until I was 20. And so then I started going to a couple parties. I was in college at the time. It's like amazing. Someone's like, you wait till you're 20 years old to drink alcohol. I'm like, yeah. You know, I'm built different. Oh my gosh, so deep. <laughs> But uh, no, and then, you know, I started, wanted to go to parties. I'm like, oh, there's a party here, and I can, like, drink a little bit, you know. But, like, I, you know, the first time I got drunk, I went, like, way too hard. So I was, like, trying to figure out my limits. So I was, like, being really careful and shit like that. Uh, you know, and everyone's like, take a drink. Yeah, come on, have a drink. And, you know, and then I realized that, oh, if I just have a drink in my hand, they're not going to tell me to get another drink. So fake drinking alcohol. If you do drink, though, and you're just, like, not wanting to, like, drink that you just got to keep the drink in your hand for as long as you can and when you do really want to drink you gotta you kind of got to make it last a little bit longer because if you're going to drink and not get drunk or you have a drink and you drink it longer instead of longer that's why craft beer is so big because you can drink it longer instead of all at once you know, it's better longer than all at once that's how it is so yeah i do think keeping a keeping a cup with at least something in it even like sometimes you can get away with like having water in it People are like, yeah, it's Sprite and vodka. And like, There's no ice. Or sometimes you can get ice and put ice in it. Uh, you can do that too. So just like having a cup in your hand it kind of deters people from like forcing you to drink. So if you're ever in a situation where you feel like you're forced to be drinking and like, I guess, you maybe want to have a drink but don't feel like drinking. Or even if you don't want to drink, if you... Even I think this actually helps with people who aren't drinking. Because if you just have a cup in your hand, people think like you're involved. Because I guess when you're someone's not drinking and you have a cup in your hand, you're like, come on, man, you have a drink? Come on, let's have fun. You know, and they have a cup in their hand, they're like, I'm having fun. I'm just not having, I'm having fun. I don't. Maybe this is like a cultural thing. But uh, yeah. Does that make sense? Like having a, just a drink in your hand, even if it's not alcoholic, I think just having that like deters people from trying to make you like chug, chug, chug. It's when like they bring out shots. You're like, no, I'm good. I don't want to do a shot. You know, just for my safety, you, you just drink your, you know, just pretend that you drink, even if you don't just pretend, you know, pretend, change yourself, make people like you. That's what I do. If you choose the U.S. president, who would you choose? So that's really good. So I'm going to determine, I guess there's a couple ways I can go about this question. So I guess the first way I would say it's like, uh, my first question, I guess my first thing is like, because I think a politician would probably be a good president. Uh, even, you know, even if you don't agree with everything, like as long as they, I don't know, try to follow, get your values followed and make sure they fall through with it. Which seems not like a thing to be, not, not the best way, but... Anyways, if I pick, I'm picking politician, I mean, like Bernie Sanders. I just love that guy. And I think the nice thing about him being president with the current United States is that, like, he's going to try to push a lot of ideals that, when passed, make things a lot better And during a fight. Because I'd rather fight about, like, hey, why don't we make, you know, health like healthcare affordable or healthcare easy for everyone to get? Or, or ever make healthcare, universal healthcare, or whatever. That's the fight. You're like, no, universal healthcare. Yes, universal healthcare. If it passes, it makes everyone's life better. If it doesn't, uh, everything stays the same, you know? So that's cool. So I like people like Bernie Sanders. AOC, if she, whenever she runs, you know, I'll vote for her. I'm always worried about like a woman. <sighs> God, I gotta say this. I, I'm always worried like with women running, because I think if a woman's gonna become president, 
they're going to be conservative. I just think at this point in time, it's like, I'll vote for, like, AOC, if she ran for president, I totally agree with her. I agree with, like, a lot of things she says. Uh, a lot of her politics, she's even down to being like, okay, treat me like the bad guy in this situation. This is the type of guy you get. <laughs> okay. And so, like that. So, AOC, I'd like uh, to... Uh, yeah, you know, and I'm not too hard to please. I just want, you know, someone who actually looks at values that people want and try to help and shit like that. You know, that's my thing. Um, so, you know, that's my politics. I like Bernie, I like that right now, but like I can't even think of any Democrat right now. I don't know. I think Bernie's past being president, I think, two times in the primaries. I think it's good. So, I don't know. I'd probably elect someone a little more socialist to the platform, but, uh, I don't know who would I'd pick that, but uh, let's pick out people, just celebrities, I think would be a good, uh, Kevin Feige of Marvel. I think Kevin Feige over at Marvel at a Marvel Disney, you know, the movies and shit like that. I think he could, he could probably run a country. I guess he's more, he probably likes his job because it's more boss shit, but like it's creative shit at the same time. So that's probably the reason why I like it. But like as a president though, it's like, I don't think I think you do the job well, but he wouldn't be passionate about it. So and when people aren't passionate about stuff, especially creative people, I think it'd be bad. Uh, then you know James Gunn. I think I think uh, it's on the same value as Trump, but I think he could he would he could do a good job. I think James Gunn. You know, thinking about desires. Um, uh, comedians. Um, or no. Uh, or then we talk about like Daily Show. Let's talk about like Daily Show people. Um, John Oliver, like he would never, he can't be president. Like if you have an accent, Trevor Noah couldn't be president either. He's South African. Okay. Uh, Hassan Minaj uh, or Hassan Minaj, uh, he, I guess he, yeah, he's probably born in the United States. I bet. Uh, if he was, yeah, he could probably be president. He'd be a pretty good one. Um, shit like that. I don't know. So it'd be like either a poli- I could, I do feel like I could, I would nominate like a you know, probably a liberal comedian, you know, a liberal news comedian type of situation. Oh, John Stewart. Oh, dude, I would nominate John Stewart. If he ran, dude, if John Stewart ran for president, like he would be the greatest president our nation's ever had. I guarantee that. Like if he could give speeches and just own conservatives, just like, and just fucking own them all at once, John Stewart, he would probably be the greatest he would be the greatest president that we've ever had. So I think, actually, out of all every pick I've probably been through before this, even if it was edited out, I would say my top choice to be president, if I could pick anyone, John Stewart. Because even though he is just kind of like a news guy and he's been protesting and doing shit like that, he's kind of a retired guy. I think as a president, uh, it would age him a lot. And I don't know if that's a good thing for him. But he would also be the first Jewish president, I think. And uh, I really do think like his ideals would be good just like his speeches already like just his monologues already that he does john stewart for president that's 100 percent. i just realized that now no notes before this i am saying this now john stewart for president that's all peace out uh how could someone be obese while being a vegetarian from a rich family uh, this is about an obese kid I knew from high school. I know he never played sports, but I highly doubt he was eating thousands of calories to 
cause weight gain. I thought it is very difficult to do that as a vegetarian. I always assumed that he had some hormonal or other health problems that may cause all his weight gain. Is that unlikely? Um... So yeah, I think, I don't know how to, I never know how to say it about like when you're in high school, especially when you're a kid, because it's hard for me to want to even like fat shame a child, even though, remember the movie Heavyweights, one of my more popular highlights I've done on this show, the Heavyweights review, uh, I was like, Hollywood had to cast fat kid actors, and that seems weird. And I always seem weird with like fat kids, because a lot of times like you get older, and sometimes you just like you gain a lot of weight to grow and shit like that, like, when you're a kid. So, like, you never know about that. Then, you know, you get older, and then, like, you can just, like, oh, I'm fat, I need to, you know, the way my body's built, I have to be eating and living my life in a different way to be more active and shit like that. So it's always different. So I, I can never really do that with fat kids. Let's talk about fat adults, though, because I can't talk about that. Sometimes you're fat, sometimes you're not. I'm fat, I, I don't care. Fuck, fuck you, I don't care. But, uh... When we talk about vegetarians, I'm always surprised. And you have to think about, just because someone says, like, oh, I don't eat meat, and, like, we somehow associate meat with being unhealthy and vegetables as being healthy. I'm like, French fries, like, that's not healthy, but, like, just eating raw carrots or whatever, like, that's healthy. So you got to think about it like that. So you got to think of nutrient value in everything. That's why they always say, like, eat, like, some vegetables, rice, and, like, a chicken breast like that's what like every diet's like just eat that every day for the rest of your life and you'll be healthy <laughs> and then we're like no we want to have fun and then you have other sorts of ways to live but yeah um just because something is vegetarian doesn't necessarily mean it's healthy for you french fries are vegetarian unless you use like beef towel to run to fry them in like but no one does that so yeah that's why french fries and french fries just jam-pack a lot of calories. They're just a lot of calories. That's how it is. Uh, and stuff like, oh, I guess, yeah, french fries. So, like that. so things can be a lot more calories than not. And I guess a lot of times why a vegetarian diet is a lot more uh, advertised is because uh, stuff like meat, they contain a lot of proteins and a lot, probably a lot, 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 a lot of fats. And fats are very calorie-dense, so... So, like, 100 grams of fat could be, like, barely, like, not even a slice of cheese or whatever, you know? Because it's fat, and so, like, you have to have everything in uh, motion or whatever you do. Uh, so, yeah, so, you know, cheese can be a lot, but, like, you may not eat a lot of fats in a day. You eat a lot of proteins, and then you have to have a good balance of carbs, you have to have a good balance of protein, and you have to have a good balance of fats. That's how you learn diets, and just because you eliminate, like, animals from your diet doesn't mean uh, that balance is okay or whatever, you know? That's why keto diet, like, that goes so well. It's like, yeah, no carbs, because, like, then your body's going to start burning body fat for fuel instead of, like, sugars. That's why it's so fast. And so, uh, yeah, I hope that that probably made no sense at all. So, All right, last question. Uh... If God truly loves everyone, wouldn't everyone just get into heaven? Um, hello, someone uh, hopefully struggling with their deconstruction. Uh, my name is Sweezy. I have deconstructed before, and I don't give no guidance to your deconstruction. Uh, but I can 
talk out of my ass. So let's talk out of my ass. So whenever we go to heaven, yeah. And I think that was a big question for me when I talked about uh, any sort of deconstruction I did uh, was I, I really think the the moment I saw my friend, I think I can say his name, John Bowles. He, I don't know what company he runs now, but he's a cool guy out, out, of, out of Los Angeles. And he, you know, in, he was the first person I ever met who challenged the idea of like any sort of like universalism type of Christianity where everyone goes to heaven and no one goes to hell. And I remember how that was such a challenging idea to me. And it was like a guy I met and I'm like, it's not, you're, it's not someone you meet someone and you're like, we're, and you kind of become friends with them instead of like, we have very big philosophical disbeliefs. And, uh, I'm here to tell you that I cannot be your friend. Like, no, we like hit it off as friends, like big friends. They, you know, John Bowles, I think, even really got me into, like, podcasting to begin with. That's why you have to hear my dumb thoughts, John Bowles. So, like, now you're like, I hate this guy. I hate I, I hate listening to this show. Uh, but, yeah, uh, but John, John was the first one to talk about basically universalism. I don't even think he would call it that. So, we, you know, we would continue. You know, I continue having that thought in my mind. I'm like... Yeah, you know, I don't, I, you know, it makes no sense that God would be like, like, I'm going to create you and I want you to love me. And this is what I'm going to do if you don't love me. I'm like, that sounds like a fucking psycho. And for me, I'm not going to like get into a religion if the God is a psycho. So I changed my beliefs on who God was. And I did generally believe, I think before I was like, before I became, I don't know what I believe anymore. I guess the technical term is agnostic, but I feel like, the Christianity has traumatized me enough. There's some of that in there as well. But, uh, yeah. And so no, that was a big challenging belief. And, uh, no, I agree. Uh, if God, God does love everyone and everyone goes to heaven, uh, even the idea of hell, uh, is not even really in the Bible. I'm doing that. It's not even really in the Bible. And you'd be like, I challenge your belief on the Bible. I'm like, I read it. I've read it a couple times. Okay. Like you can't be like, I challenge you to a Bible off. And I'm like, bitch, here I go. And uh, that's that. But, uh, yeah, I guess we're ending today's episode of Cancel Shweezy. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you're following me on, on social media, at the Shweezy Everywhere, to make sure that you're caught up on everything I'm doing. Uh, my music under Shweezy, it's basically this show, just the Shweezy part. Uh, make sure you're checking out my music, listening to that, and uh, tell me what you like and dislike and your favorite songs. Uh, Twitch.tv slash The Shweezy. Connect your Amazon Prime account and subscribe to the show. Help take $5 away from Jeff Bezos. The Patreon page, the great way to say thank you for being a friend financially. And the free shit. So if you're on the audio platforms, make sure you're checking out our YouTube page, subscribing over there, leaving comments, and sharing the highlights that you like with all your friends and family, especially your grandparents. Uh, and then if you're on the audio platforms, leave a review and give a 5, 4, 3, 2, or 1 star rating. So honk if you love butt drugs and stay awesome. Believe it or not, Schweg is in at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home.
You just finished a full episode of Cancel Sweezy. You are now one of the smartest individuals who will ever exist in our world. Uh, if you like that episode, make sure you subscribe, whether you're watching this show or listening to the show, make sure you subscribe. That way you get notified whenever we release full new episodes as well. And if you're on YouTube, smash that bell button. That way you get notified anytime we make a post over here on YouTube. Uh, honk if you love butt drugs, and uh, yeah, stay awesome.